Welcome to The Scott Townsend Show, brought to you by Dietzo Man Productions. Hey, this is Scott Townsend. Welcome back to The Scott Townsend Show. And today I have with me managing partner of Insight Partners, Corey Walker. Corey, how's it going? Very good. How are you today, Scott? Doing great. Corey is the, I don't know. Managing partner, OKC advocate. Uh, he's a recruiting ninja. Maybe you can explain that a little bit later. Uh, he's from OU. Um, I'm from OSU, so we'll just let that one go. We can still be friends. We can still be friends. We, uh, Yeah, I want you to win every football game except one. Yeah. There you go. Exactly. And uh, Corey was uh, introduced to me, referred to me by the associate uh, professor at OU's Price College of Business, uh, Ron Bolin. Uh, a friend of mine, he's been on another, he was on another podcast that I have and uh, all around great guy, love Ron. And I really appreciate him referring you to the, to the show. So absolutely welcome. Thank you. So, uh, you know, the purpose of this podcast, a lot of people know is just to help people. Um, this started out during the uh, COVID during the outbreak. And it was kind of like a lifeline to help people, uh, you know, pass along motivation, inspiration, just, uh, you know, people were losing jobs right and left. I mean, it was a national wipeout. And uh, so if there was something that I could say or do to help people have a better life, uh, learn a life hack, or, Mm -hmm. you know, just they can walk away from listening to this on the treadmill or on their bicycle, or if they're watching and walk away going, well, I learned a little little something there that I might be able to apply. So I'm glad you're here because of your expertise in recruiting. Absolutely. And so, you know, let's talk about what I'd like to talk about today is putting your best foot forward in the job uh, seeking process. Sure. I'm sure you have some, thoughts on that sure quite a few (laughs) i'm sure you've seen a lot that was great and some not so great you know and uh as bad as good for sure i'm gonna turn it over to you i'm gonna quit talking so what uh what do we need to do to uh prepare ourselves for the job search um looking for that dream job what Great question. Um, yeah, just to reiterate, so um, I'm Corey Walker with Insight Partners. We're a recruiting firm based in Oklahoma City, do primarily um, small business recruiting. So companies that are kind of two to 300 or less. Um, we do have an arm of business that does also engineering, IT, um, as well as management consulting. But um, my thought process on, a, on kind of the job searches, it never ends. Um, I think uh, the best time to be looking for a job is is obviously when you're not desperate to find a job, but I think we're not always necessarily in that boat per se. So, um, you know, I'll kind of speak from a, maybe just a holistic approach versus, you know, being unemployed versus employed. But I think first and foremost, I think the most important thing is to always have your resume ready, always have your LinkedIn profile updated. Um, I hear a lot of times from candidates, um, oh, I don't have a resume updated. Oh, my LinkedIn's not updated. But my question is, is you never know when that person's going to reach out to you. Um, I forgot the statistic, but probably over 50% of candidates are being placed by LinkedIn now. 
So I think that's the number one resource, you know, that you really need to be on um, just to be found, you know, if you will. And um, at LinkedIn actually has some backend things you can use, which is kind of nice to actually say that you're open to work, which is a new feature that came out during COVID, which will actually kind of put you at the top of the list, which with a lot of recruiters, which I, you know, highly, highly recommend because you're going to kind of come to that top of that search list. But I think having your, your LinkedIn profile, your resume up to date. So when you do get that call, you meet that person. It's all about networking. It's all about who you know at the end of the day. It's a, it's a human relationship. You know, the resume can kick open the door, but you're going to get the job. But um, another thing I recommend to kind of pre-employment search is, you know, everybody always has that dream company they follow. You know, I've got my top 10 in Bartlesville or my top 10 in Oklahoma City I want to work with. Follow them on social media. I know that sounds... Um, you know, too uh, rudimentary, excuse me, but, you know, on LinkedIn, if you follow them on LinkedIn, you're going to get updates, new positions, you're going to know what's going on with that company. And a lot of times, a lot of those positions and things, you can even make connections with hiring managers, you know, really be able to network kind of the old fashioned way from that standpoint. But that also gives you a lot of material if you ever do get an interview with that company to really speak of, you know, during that search as well, um, you know, from that standpoint. So that's kind of my recommendations, kind of pre-search. Um, you know, I think once you get that interview, um, obviously kind of your, I say the resume goes out the window a little bit. Um, you know, a lot of people kind of hang their hat on their resume. Um, they'll fib on their resume, not be able to back it up in an interview. Um, so I think really the, the biggest due diligence is really kind of prior to the interview. So um, a lot of people, you know, will go through a website, look at kind of the high points, um, but I really recommend, you know, not only researching the company and the person you're interviewing with, but really go a layer deeper. So a great example is look at their core values, look at their mission statement, look at their other open positions. You know, what else are they hiring for? What directions are they headed? Be able to talk about core values in the interview, be able to talk about, I mean, anybody can look on LinkedIn for 30 seconds and say, Oh, Joe Schmo went to OSU and he's been here at this company for five years. Um, and, you know, their, their office building is in downtown Oklahoma City. Well, that doesn't tell me anything about how you fit the job. So right. I think a lot of people need to turn that narrative around and kind of really realize that interviewing isn't natural for anyone. First of all, I mean, no one like wakes up and one day is like, I want to be a professional interviewer. So yeah. and no one, no one else gets to interview today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and no one else, you know, wants to be a professional interviewee as well. I mean, I think people don't realize that you're nervous walking into an interview. Generally the hiring manager is too. Um, mm -hmm. And I think if you're able to provide that value proposition of really putting your seat and putting your, kind of sitting in the hiring manager's seat and kind of understanding what value can they bring, can you bring to the table um, and sitting in that seat and even how you can succeed at the position. I mean, we have a lot of candidates that, you know, uh, they always ask the prototypical, hey, what's your biggest weakness? Um, the typical answer we get is I'm too hard on myself. I'm, you know, I procrastinate. I'm and such an overachiever. I'm just, yeah, you know, um, I, I really go. What value does that add is that that doesn't tell the employer anything. So, you know, same thing with strengths. You know, I'm, I'm punctual. I'm hardworking. Those aren't strengths. Those are attributes. So I really challenge people, even, you know, the weakness question. Think of a, a mistake you've made. Think of something, you know, that's really tangible to help you connect with the interviewer. Because I think a lot of times, a lot of people in an interview just sound very scripted, you know, very, you know, robotic, you know, if you will. Give me an example of a mistake that you could use 
in this what you're talking about <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah that i can um, not, not your mistakes but i mean just just make yeah. something up or maybe um, you want I mean, to pull I've from had, personal experience actual, yeah i've actually had candidates go into a job and interview and the employer will say hey why'd you uh what made you apply to xy company and they'll say oh i just saw the job posting and i was posting to 100 other jobs it's like that's the worst answer you know you can provide or a weakness question you know providing something and they're not showing how you're growing from that you know um, a lot of people say oh i'm hard on myself okay does that mean you're going to sit in the corner and scream at yourself or does that mean that you're developing or becoming more self-aware and, and listening to feedback and things like that you know if that kind of makes sense right right yeah, yeah absolutely does someone going through their strengths finder uh strengths uh qualify if someone said what are your what are your strengths and if i said for one ideation Sure. You know, I could say ideation, but then what you're saying is I need to follow up with. And so what that does is that helps me come up with ideas. I'm really great at coming up with ideas, pulling two disparate things together to make a new, uh, you know, creative uh, suggestion. Yeah, absolutely. You really have to make the theoretical more, you know, more realistic. I mean, I think some of those, you know, you can send an interview. Well, my according to Strength Finder, my strengths are that's not an in-depth answer. You know, you can maybe lead with that, but that has led to me having direct success in that. Or and another thing we see is too is people get asked interview questions that kind of speak very theoretically, like, oh, I can do that, you know, oh, I studied that in school. Whereas I think in this job market, while it's very candidate driven, I think that's going to change slowly and it's even currently changing. I think you really need to speak from actual experience, you know, really be able to provide examples. And the biggest kind of thing that we see, especially candidates that maybe have been around 10, 15 years is remembering what they did eight years ago, <laughs> you know, <laughs> having that example. So I always recommend take the job description, take your resume and kind of go bullet point by bullet point and almost make like a laundry list of the things that you've done and the examples you can use. By no means carry that into the interview because then you're going to sound scripted. But um, I can barely remember what I had for lunch yesterday. How can right. those people remember, you know, what they did on a project eight years ago? But it's amazing when you kind of get that ball rolling because the resume innately is not a great representation of your background because you want it to be a page or two pages, three pages at most. I can't put everything I've ever done on a resume. So right. that goes out the window when you start the interview. You shouldn't have to look at your resume. You should know your background. And I think finding that laundry list, you know, kind of helps just get the memory going. And especially if it's something that's more applicable to the job, a certain software, certain Excel skill, or, you know, something like that. And in addition, I think some people also, you know, may be lacking areas of experience in a certain area and I always recommend, you know, act like you're in the job before you go in. For instance, if it's an IT analyst role, they want heavy SQL experience. You don't have that heavy SQL experience. Maybe the weekend before go and take a tutorial. You know, you'd be amazed the amount of movement you would have in the interview process to show that you have that drive and you know, things like that as well. Cause I've done that myself. I, I interviewed for recruiting oil and gas job way back in the day and knew very little about oil and gas, but, you know, I yeah. researched it all weekend and um, use the applicable experience I had to, you know, gain that position. So it's funny you bring up, uh, know their, know their core values and mission statement. I, uh, I went into one interview one time and I uh, uh, trotted out the mission statement, you know, that I'd memorized and, mm -hmm. The uh, 
general manager said, wow, I didn't even know we had a mission statement. (laughs) (laughs) So know your audience as well. I mean, if you're, if you're interviewing for a field tech role, your field, your field tech manager probably doesn't know, you know, what the mission statement is, but um, HR would care. (laughs) You know, that's a good idea. But I think, I think it's like, you know, anything, I mean, have the bullet in the gun just because you don't have to fire. It doesn't mean you shouldn't be prepared for it. You know, just, yeah, a lot of people rely on like salary.com or glassdoor.com for interview questions and stuff like that. But we have to remember it's very specific to the hiring manager, not to the company. I mean, every hiring manager looks for something different just because one hiring manager wants someone that's bubbly, cares less about the IT skills, doesn't mean the next one won't, you know, or whatever the case may be. So, What else about during the interview would you recommend? Yeah. So the actual interview itself, I think, um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, um, it's not really natural for anyone. You know, I think really be yourself. I think um, the number one feedback I get sometimes is they were too canned. They weren't themselves. Um, You know, I think there's some dangerous in that is you might get turned away from some positions, but I wouldn't you rather get turned away for some positions that you know, aren't really truly based on who you are and what you're looking for. Um, And, um, and really kind of aligning those things, because at the end of the day, you'll be looking for a job again in six months to a year, um, you know, from that standpoint. But I think during the interview, I think also one thing is ask good questions. I have so many candidates that go into an interview and they have no questions. It's like, what do you mean you don't have any questions? You're, you're here for an interview. So um, always challenge everyone. I know sometimes you go through repetitive interviews where you've asked the same question, but you know, a great example is, you know, what, what makes you stay here at X and Y company? I mean, everybody's answer may be a little bit different and you'd be surprised what information you may gather about, Hey, the, the manager might be happy, but everybody else isn't, you know, and that might tell you something um, a little bit from that perspective, but I think always be prepared. Um, I always say, bring a couple copies of your resume with you. You never know when their printer breaks or if they're running from a meeting and didn't have a chance, always bring, you know, something to write with, with your questions already prepared. Um, you know, some people always ask to bring, you know, should I bring work examples and things like that? I think that's something very appropriate to ask prior to the interview. You know, normally a recruiter or HR will say, especially if it's a creative role, they'll want to see that. But mm-hmm. in some in some other industries like financial modeling, you may want to show that, but always ask that. Don't necessarily bring it because you show up with a huge binder and you kind of overwhelm you know, your manager from that standpoint. So, right. Yeah. You know, it seems also that uh, I don't get this or hear this a lot. Um, my and it's a mindset that I don't have not had, and that is, if you're really confident, mm-hmm. then it seems like the interview, the interview is for you, mm-hmm. and so you know we throw all the weight and all the power to the hiring manager mm-hmm. when really uh maybe it should be all about you and yeah, you come in and and this is i'm looking for a job i want to see if this is the right fit i should be able to pop, 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 just have all kinds of questions you know yeah. and and be able to explain why i'm good at what i do and how i can help you but i think too often uh we're scared of the hiring manager and he has she has all the power when you're the one that's looking and, and you might walk, get up and just say, you know what, I, this, I mean, I, I, you wouldn't do this during the interview, but you walk yeah. away going, you know, that's just not for me, yeah. you know, but instead of being desperate, looking for anything. Yeah. Does that yeah, make any sense? You, yeah. It's interesting you say that because I would say prior to the pandemic, 
um, that was very much the case. I, I call it kind of a hiring manager dominated interview. Um, but we're seeing, you know, when it's a candidate driven market, it very much becomes a two way conversation. And I would say interviews have become less formal over time. And I think they're becoming less formal. I mean, the days of wearing a suit and tie to an interview, I think are almost dead. Um, you know, that was going to be one of my questions. Yeah. Um, is, do people wear suits anymore during, I their- mean, if you go to, if you're going to work for a bank, sure. But, yeah. um, I've had candidates show up in a suit and tie to a manufacturing facility and they've asked them to take the tie off. Yeah. So, um, I always recommend a step above, you know, if they're business casual, we're business professional, but, mm-hmm. um, I think people care a lot more about the soft skill set and what's behind the interview, because it is really common that the best interviewer gets the job, but the best interviewer isn't the best person for the position. And I think we're seeing kind of an evolution of that. And I think as it's a candidate driven market, people are realizing, you know, um, just what human welfare and human well-being is such an important part of, you know, um, the societal shifts we've seen the past three years that it really has infiltrated interviews. I have some clients that don't even bring the resume into the interview. They just have more of a conversation. Hey, this is who we are. Tell me about you. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I think I'm seeing that more. And I think that's going to be more beneficial to the candidate because client um, hiring managers were very stoic, you know, very like, Hey, we have 20 minutes, 30 minutes. We're going to talk about me. We're not going to talk about you. Whereas I'm seeing kind of the opposite. I'm kind of seeing absolutely that the candidate currently do have a lot more power, but that ebbs it, that's cyclical, you know, I mean, yeah. uh, 2007, 2008, <laughs> it was very client driven, you know, then early 2000 or late 2010s, it was very client driven. So it's just amazing how it kind of ups and goes. But I think some of the things I've outlined, I think apply no matter what the market is, but absolutely, I'm seeing a big shift in kind of the concentration of the interview. So after the interview, is there anything else you want to mention about during the interview? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. So after, okay, the interview's over, I go to the car. It's the next, you know, what, what do I do now? Yeah, I highly recommend always sending a thank you email. Um, you know, I, I would say probably only about 20 to 30% of professionals actually still do that. Which is uh, amazing because everybody yeah. says send the thank you note, but really no yeah. one, most people Especially, don't do that. I would say there's definitely an, uh, you know, a, a positive correlated relationship between number of years of experience and more likelihood to send a note. You know, I mean, somebody with one to two years experience, but they're barely even sending email thank yous anymore. I mean, I, I don't think a written note is necessarily necessary because by the time it gets there, you know, hiring is hiring is moving so fast. It will get there for four or five days. I always recommend within 24 hours, send a thank you note. You know, if you interviewed at four o'clock in the afternoon, don't send an email at five, you know, or send it the next day, but that's your last opportunity to really offer up anything else, but don't send a candid. Thank you for your time. I'm the best candidate, you know, give them something else that isn't on your resume that they didn't have in the interview, you know, whatever the case may be. And you'd be really surprised, especially in positions that are customer service oriented sales, anything that's interacting with an external or um, internal stakeholder, it does make a huge difference for sure. So when you do the thank you note, maybe what you're saying is maybe bring up something that you weren't able to elaborate on during the interview or if you can, uh, yeah. if you can. Yeah. Or, you know, just restate your interests, restate, you know, how you feel like you could hit the ground running, um, you know, also allow any opportunity for if you have any more questions, concerns, you know, feel free to reach out to me. Here's my information. Because a lot of times in an interview, you may not be able to exchange business cards or they may not necessarily 
you know, have your contact information just because you're moving so quickly. But I think, you know, having that, leaving that door open, I think helps a lot. I think it also helps you get feedback faster, you know, especially if you're working with a smaller company. Um, usually they're going to respond back to that email with some sort of timing or anything. But um, to go back to the interview, I always recommend at the, inter- at the end of an interview just to kind of ask those questions, you know, hey, do you have any more questions for me? Any concerns I didn't answer? You know, what, what do you expect to be the next step in timing? Because if you don't understand that, you're going to go crazy sitting at home, not understanding that, hey, you're their first interview. They've got two more weeks of interviews before you're going to yeah. do something. So for your own mental stability, I think I recommend doing that. So Right. Also, uh, after the interviews and thank you note, uh, and just to tag on what you just said, and that is, when should you follow up? I mean, okay, the thank you notes sent. Um, yeah. What's proper? What to, in following up? Should I call? Yeah. Should I email? Should I should I call in the next uh, three days, mm-hmm. week? What? I generally think about a week um, just for a soft email. I think in a phone call can be a little abrasive um, and you don't want to turn off the client or turn off the hiring manager. If you're down to one or two, you know, you call after two days, that could be pretty abrasive. So I think respect their timeline if they give that to you in the interview. But I think if they don't provide a timeline, I think a soft, you know, within a week, um, you know, if you interview on Tuesday, do it the following Wednesday, you know, or something like that. Um, or if a lot of times they'll even give you the license to follow up, you know, if they say, Hey, feel free to follow up in a week, do that. But, you know, yeah. they've given you permission and license to do that. So do that. So. Is following up a good sign to the hiring manager that this person, I'm going to do people so. follow up. Yeah. That you're still interested. Yeah. I think so. Because again, the, the percentage of people that follow up are a lot less, um, you know, it just kind of goes slowly down with the more follow-up now you can't do too much follow-up right like yeah. i'm sending email two days after and then a week after and then give you a call and you know, it's like okay this person because you don't want to come off as desperate because at the end of the day right. in an interview people that are desperate don't come off as confident at the end of the day so i know you need a job and you might be unemployed but you don't want to hate your job as well so yeah don't send cookies and yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Don't uh, get a billboard across the street from the HQ. And I've seen, you know, you always see those stories that are like that go viral on someone standing on a corner in a suit with handing out resumes or something, but yeah. that's cool and all, but you don't want to be uh, questioned about your lunacy. <laughs> so, you know. yeah. Oh man. Well, that's all really good. I mean, uh, it sounds very practical, uh, uh, common sense, but <clears throat> You just gave two examples of uh, easy things to do that most people don't do. Yep, absolutely. That's in the thank you, thank you note, follow up. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe think about the interview. I remember I did an interview one time. It's so funny. It's, oh my gosh. I, I walked in, I'm amped up. I've had coffee. It was out of state. I flew mm-hmm. down. They flew me down and had coffee that morning. Man, I was. I was ready to go, baby. I had all the info and I was going to tell them how great I was and how I could help them, you know? So anyway, all morning long interviews, then we go to lunch. That's great. You know? And uh, then after lunch, they gave me an office to office to sit in until my plane left. And uh, I was just, I was just wore out. I mean, I was spent and uh, I got ready to leave and, and they said, well, uh, hope you have a great uh you know trip back and thanks for coming down and whatever i said at that point was 
incomprehensible. I don't even know what I said. It was, it was kind of like, uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My brain just snapped. I mean, every, yeah. everything, it was just, yeah, I didn't get that job, actually. You know, you know, it's funny. One of my best stories I'll tell about myself is I was interviewing right out of college, had pulled a chair out um, to sit down in front of it and missed the chair. <laughs> so I like, literally fell on my, pardon my language, my ass right on the ground. Um, I didn't get that job either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, I've been doing this for 15 years. I still make mistakes when I interview people or interview. I mean, it's yeah. uh, we're all human. And I think at the end of the day, you got to remember that you got to remember the person you're talking to is human. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times they're just as tired from interviewing as you are. Cause yeah. if they've interviewed one, they've interviewed five or six or seven. If they have multiple positions open, they've been doing this too. So kind of keep that in mind. I mean, you know, um, don't monopolize people's time. I'd say that's the other thing is we have some candidates it's booked for an hour. They take two hours. So it's like going over a little bit's okay. But once you start exceeding about 50% of the allotted interview time, you're a talker. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it might be good to ask them, you know, my time is up. The hour's yeah. up. Yeah. That's uh, a great, actually a great to respect them is to say, Hey, I just noticed we're running a few minutes over, you know, do we want to go and wrap up? Do you have more questions for me? I think having that self-awareness and that self-check is huge because other companies are going to do it. Cause it's kind of awkward to be like, Hey, um, can you stop talking so I can go to this meeting? You know? Um, so <laughs> Man, I think a good sense, it sounds like a good sense of humor is a good thing to have to just take a deep breath, yeah. you know, go in, do your best. Uh, you're not going to die. <laughs> you know? Yeah, they're not going to kill you. You know, it's yeah, yeah that's absolutely right. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, Corey, I really appreciate your time yeah. and yeah. your insight. And uh, if anybody want, has questions or wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, they can email us, um, which is recruiting at insightpartners.com. Um, that's N-C-I-T-E partners with an S.com. So. Located in Oklahoma City. Yes, sir. But we do work nationwide. So. Good deal. All right. Well, Corey, thanks a lot. And uh, it'd be fun to have you back sometime. So <laughs> hope, hope, hope you uh, have a good time and we'll come back. Awesome. I'm sure, I'm sure there's a lot to talk about. Oh, here. Yeah. I showed a... Here's my resume, but I put it on foam core. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, a, yeah, like a plate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but anyway, well, for Corey Walker, this is Scott Townsend. Thanks for watching, listening to the Scott Townsend Show. Have a great day. Everything's going to be all right. And we'll talk to you later. Scott Townsend Show is a Deedso Man production. For more episodes, visit the Scott Townsend Show YouTube channel. Listen on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. The Scott Townsend Show.